Hey, Cross Trainers, Donny P coming at you Sunday, the uh, 11th of September 2022. Beautiful day here on the Gold Coast, Australia. Perfect, actually. Um, really, really beautiful spring uh, spring day here in Australia. So what I want to do is talk to you about dreams, visions and prophets. And the Bible is so full of uh, scriptures on this, uh, I can only scratch the surface of it. So um, I'd encourage you to go a lot deeper than what I'm going to. Uh, but this will somewhat uh, whet your uh, enthusiasm for these subjects. So what I'm going to do, I'll do something a bit different. I'm just going to, um, you know, type up from the computer and call the uh, scriptures up that way. So I'll still use the Amplified, but let's go with Joel 2 verse 28. So uh, classic Amplified, uh, Joel 2 verse 28. Uh, okay, so it says, it shall come about after this that I shall pour out my spirit on all mankind and your sons and your daughters will prophesy your old men will dream dreams your young men will see visions so that doesn't mean that just old men or young men will get dreams and visions Um, it doesn't exclude the ladies out there young ladies or older ladies Uh, you know God is not a respecter of persons but um, this is talking about the latter days uh, and the promise of the outpouring of the Spirit of God, uh, which you can read in, uh, well, following verses, uh, you know, uh, in the rest of this chapter. But uh, basically it's saying that in the end times, um, we should have dreams and visions. And uh, yeah, uh, that's literally what we should have. So if we're not getting that, then we should wonder why not. Um, oh, actually, verse 29, it says, even on the male and female servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. So that basically just backs up what I was saying. Uh, you know, God will give dreams and visions to men and women, young and old. So if we aren't having dreams and visions, then uh, we should actually wonder why. Uh, because God said that it will happen. So let's go uh, to Acts 2 verse 17. So I'm going to type that up here. Uh, Acts 2 verse 17. All right. And it says, uh, And it shall be in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit upon all mankind, And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see divinely prompted visions, and your old men shall dream divinely prompted dreams. Um, So, again, that basically is a carbon copy of what Joel 2.28 said. Um, It's talking about in the last days which we're in, God will pour out all spirit upon, pour out his spirit upon all mankind. And he talks about your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, young men shall see divinely prompted visions and old men shall dream divinely prompted dreams. So, you know, God is the author of these things and he's giving it to men and women, young and old. So again, um, if we aren't uh, having dreams and, and, 
visions and if no one else that we're in association with is getting dreams or visions and we're going to a church, well, we have to ask ourselves, well, why is that? Um, So Numbers 12, verse 6, I'm going to go there. Numbers 12, uh, verse 6. Uh, Let's see. All right. Okay, and it says here, Hear now my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known to him in a vision, and I will speak to him in a dream. So I'm actually going to look at the context around that, uh, what else it's got to say. Um, Okay. Right. Yeah, just having a bit of a look. All right. Yeah, God was speaking to Moses. um, Yeah, just about how to um, how to hear from him. Um, All right. Proverbs 29 verse 18. All right. Proverbs 29 verse 18. Just go over there. Okay. Proverbs 29 verse 18, where there is no vision, no revelation of God in his word, the people are unrestrained, but happy and blessed is he who keeps the law of God. So if we're not getting any vision or direction, no revelation of God uh, and his word, then the people are unrestrained. And if you look around yourself now, uh, people are unrestrained because they're not getting any revelation from God or his word. They've rejected God and his word. And that's why people are going crazy. They're uh, unrestrained. Criminality is uh, breaking out everywhere. Every person's doing what seems right in their own eyes and society's basically turning to custard. Um, It's really quite wicked out there. And it's like a frog in a frying pan. It's... uh, you know, the heat is getting uh, increased on a uh, incremental basis and it's easy to uh, not be um, aware of what's going on. But if you read the word and then you look around you, well, you're going to know how wicked it is. Um, You know, there's some really evil things going on right now, Um, you know, because Satan knows his time is short and he's currently the god of this world using usurped power uh, that he got from Adam and Eve. But his little party is coming to an end very soon, and he knows it. And um, he's trying to take as many people to hell as he possibly can, because that's where he's going, and misery loves company, as the saying goes. So, um, yeah, a bit of a another subject there, but uh, that's exactly what's happening out there. So, um, yeah, if people don't have any vision, they cast off any form of uh, restraint. You know, there's... Uh, no respect for authority, for the police, for the courts, for any of that. Yeah, just unparalleled wickedness. Um, so let's go to Daniel one seventeen. see what that says. Daniel 1 verse 17. Okay. Um, yeah, it says, As for these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all kinds of literature and wisdom daniel also understood all kinds of visions and dreams so um yeah god can give uh you know giftings to understand visions and dreams uh, 
but we're all capable of that. It doesn't just apply to one person like Daniel. Uh, You don't have to be a super saint to get it. We have the Spirit of God and we're entitled to everything the Spirit of God uh, can give us. And um, I'm a big believer that uh, whatever we need will be given that whenever we need it, whether it's speaking in tongues, words of knowledge, uh, dreams, visions, prophecy, whatever it is. you know, we uh, just have to be in a solid relationship with God and trust him and he'll give us what we need when we need it. Um, so let's go to Job 33 and verse 14 to 18. Uh, Job 33, 14. Have a look at that. Um, again, everything I'm reading is from the classic Amplified Okay, Job 33:14. For God speaks once and even twice, yet no one notices it, including you, Job. You know, God's talking to Job, obviously. Verse 15. In a dream, a vision of the night, one may hear God's voice when deep sleep falls on men while slumbering upon the bed. Verse 16. Then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction. Verse 17. That he may turn aside from his conduct and keep him from pride. Verse 18, he holds back his soul from the pit of destruction and his life from passing over into Sheol, uh, neither the world nor the place of the dead. You know, so it's sort of a uh, a uh, holding place. Uh, yeah, uh, if, if you get into a study of uh, hell, uh, Sheol comes up, as does Gehenna and a number of other words, so I'd encourage you to to read that. Um, so, yeah, it's it's interesting um, what God says there. Um, you know about how He does give people dreams. Um, okay, so First John four verse one. Let's go over there. First John four verse one. All right, this is really important, not that anything else I've said so far is not important because it's all from the Word of God and every uh, scripture is inspired by God uh, for uh, correction and understanding and, and so forth. Uh, so, yeah, First John 4 verse 1, Beloved, that's us, do not believe every spirit speaking through a self-proclaimed prophet. Instead, test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets and teachers have gone out into the world. By this you know, this is verse 2, by this you know and recognize the Spirit of God, every spirit that acknowledges and confesses the fact that Jesus Christ has actually come in the flesh as a man is from God. God is its source, and every spirit that does not confess Jesus, acknowledging that he has come in the flesh, but would deny any of the Son's true nature is not of God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming, and now is already in the world. Um, so that's one way to prove, uh, you know, whether a prophet is um, actually of God or not. Uh, does that prophet proclaim that Jesus Christ came in the flesh um, as the Son of Man, uh, the Son of God, um, you know, and if the answer is yes, we'll listen to 
other things that that prophet says and then weigh it up against other parts of scripture. But if, uh, you know, the prophet comes and says that Jesus didn't come in the flesh as the son of God or isn't the son of God or anything like that, then it's an antichrist spirit. So, yeah, that's a, that's a bit of a clue as to being able to test the spirits and seeing whom is or is not a true prophet of God. Um, so Amos 3 verse 7, let's go over there. Amos 3 and verse 7. Okay, um, Amos 3 verse 7, again from the classic Amplified, it says, Surely the, the Lord God does nothing without revealing his secret plan of the judgment to come to his servants, the prophets. I'm just going to have a look at surrounding context there. Um, okay, yep. No, that, that all makes sense. So, yeah, God will not do anything without uh, telling his prophets what is coming um, and particularly regarding judgment. Well, he's already done that. Um, as a little side comment, Jesus Christ uh, came to the earth as the Son of God and the Son of Man, capital S there, um, a unique title. Um, yeah, he, he came to pay the penalty for all of our sins and then uh, get crucified for that, uh, pay the penalty in our place and then return to the Father and prepare a place for us. Um, so basically all of God's judgment was put on Christ at the cross and Jesus paid um, for all of man's sins, past, present and future. And so the judgment of God was actually fulfilled in the body of Jesus because he took the penalty in himself, on in his body, on the cross for every sin that we have ever done, are doing or will ever do. So we've just got to repent um, and not treat that flippantly, but uh, re repent of our sins and our separation from God and uh, just apply the blood of Christ uh, to to cover our sin and yeah we're, we're right with God as, as a result uh, so it, it is truly a get out of jail free ticket uh, but we shouldn't um, despise it we shouldn't treat it, uh, treat it flippantly we should be very mindful of the fact that our saviour had to go and and suffer an excruciating death and if you've uh, never read about the Roman uh, crucifixion and what was involved, I'd encourage you to do it because it's absolutely horrific. And uh, Jesus was prepared to do that for you and me. And we, we should be very grateful and our lives should be uh, reflecting of what he did for us. Um, you know, and as a result of what he did for us, we should follow him and do what he wants us to do and lay our lives down as a... Um, as a sacrifice, as in um, what Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, um, a living sacrifice. Um, but what I was getting to there is that Jesus has paid our penalty. God's wrath and judgment was satisfied through what Christ did on the cross. And um, we're free and clear. The only thing we have to do is accept with our mouths that Jesus is the Son of God, that he came to pay for our sins, accept that um, yeah, apologize to him uh, for our sin and be washed with his blood and be made uh, clean and made holy in his sight. Uh, you know, if we confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord and Saviour 
um, and we we believe and get baptized, then yeah, uh, those are other things required to inherit eternal life. Um, so the only sin that will send us to hell is the sin of uh, rejecting Jesus. Everything else is bought and paid for by Christ. So that's a little uh, yeah, a little side comment there, somewhat, somewhat off topic, but um, Jesus is always worth talking about and there is nothing and no one more important than him. Um, so let's get back to where we were. So I was talking about Amos 3 verse 7. Um, yeah, surely the Lord... God does nothing without revealing his secret plan of the judgment to come to his servants, the prophets. So in the Bible are many prophecies about the coming judgment, um, you know, and how, it'll, how it all works, etc. Um, so Jeremiah 23.15, let's go over there. Uh, Jeremiah 23.15. All right, from the classic Amplified again, it says, Therefore thus says the Lord of hosts in regard to the prophets, Behold, I am going to feed them the bitterness of wormwood and make them drink the poisonous water of gall. For from the counterfeit prophets of Jerusalem, profaneness and ungodliness have spread into all of the land. Um, So... Yeah, basically, in this chapter, uh, God is denouncing false prophets. Um, I'll, I'll just read some more of it, maybe even the rest of it. It says, verse 16, Thus says the Lord of hosts, Do not listen to the words of false prophets who prophesy to you. They are teaching you worthless things and are leading you into futility. They speak a vision of their own mind and imagination and not truth from the mouth of the Lord. Verse 17, they are continually saying to those who despise me and my word, the Lord has said, you will have peace. (coughs) Excuse me. And they say to everyone who walks after stubbornness of his own heart, no evil will come on you. Verse 18, but who among them has stood in the counsel of the Lord that he would perceive and hear his word? Bit of a rhetorical question there, because the answer is no one. Um, The rest of verse 18, who has marked his word, noticing and observing and paying attention to it, and has actually heard it? Again, rhetorical question, and the answer again is no one. Uh, Verse 19, behold, the tempest of the Lord has gone forth in wrath, a whirling tempest. It will whirl and burst on the heads of the wicked. Verse 20, the anger of the Lord will not turn back until he is set in motion and accomplished the thoughts and intentions of his heart. In the last days, you will clearly understand it. Verse 21, I did not send these counterfeit prophets, yet they ran. I did not speak to them, yet they prophesied. Verse 22, but if they had stood in my counsel, then they would have caused my people to hear my words. Then they would have turned my people from their evil way and from the evil of their decisions and deeds. And see, this is what a true, a true prophet of God will do. If you look at the prophets, um, well, any prophet, uh, be it Old or New Testament, 
their word that they bring is often a uh, rebuke, a challenge, or even a condemnation. Um, you know, basically saying, well, if you guys don't wake up and if you don't return to God, then um, things will not go well for you. Um, well, actually, thinking about it, that's the Old Testament prophets, because as mentioned, Jesus paid the penalty for our sin. And uh, yeah, all judgment of God went on to Jesus. Uh, so uh, yeah, that price has been paid the judgment is no longer there. It was satisfied by Christ. So, yeah, it, it's only an Old Testament thing. But, you know, when you read the Old Testament prophets, um, yeah, it was a, rarely a good message. Um, but, yeah, verse 23, Am I a God who is at hand, says the Lord, and not a God far away? Again, a rhetorical question, and the answer is yes. Uh, verse 24, can anyone hide himself in secret places so that I cannot see him, says the Lord? Do I not fill heaven and earth, says the Lord? Rhetorical again. Um, and so forth. There's, well, I'll, I'll, I'll read the rest of it. Um, uh, verse 25. I have heard of what the prophets have said, who prophesy lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed, visions when on my bed at night. How long shall this state of affairs continue? Is there anything in the hearts of the prophets who prophesy falsehood, even the prophets of the deception of their own heart, who think that they can uh, make my people forget my name by their contrived dreams, which each one tells another, just as their fathers forgot my name because of Baal? The prophet who has a dream may tell his dream, but he who has my word, let him speak my word faithfully. What has straw in common with wheat? Uh, for nourishment, says the Lord, is not my word like fire that consumes all that cannot endure the test, says the Lord, and like the hammer that breaks the most stubborn rock in pieces. Therefore, behold this, I am against the counterfeit prophets, says the Lord. I am descending on them with punishment, these prophets who steal my words from another, imitating the words of the true prophets. Hear this, I am against the prophets, says the Lord, who use their own deceitful tongues and say, Thus says, yeah, thus says the Lord, hear this, I'm against those who have prophesied false and made up dreams, says the Lord, and have told them and have made people err and go astray by their lies and their reckless boasting. Yet I did not send them or command them, nor do they benefit and enhance the life of those people in the slightest way. So, you know, that's coming back to, well, um, Prophecy should benefit people if they listen to it, like real prophecy, um, because it's always, uh, yeah, part of God's uh, tapestry to to bring people back to Him and to set them on the on the right path. But uh, yeah, this is just showing um, how deceitful some prophets can be, and I won't read the rest of it, but you you sort of get the drift, um, you know. So it's it's really important to to uh, know what. To be in a relationship with God and to understand um, about his character and what makes sense, you know, uh, what does the rest of scripture say? What's God's character like? And if you're in relationship with God, then you'll know his word. And like it says in John, my sheep hear my voice. They won't listen to the voice of a hireling. Um, so 
you you have to be in a relationship with God and and get to know Him, to know His His voice, and to get to know His character. So, um, yeah, it's it's just interesting um, what the Word says about lying prophets. So, uh, Jeremiah twenty seven uh, fifteen. Deuteronomy, well, I'll, I'll go to Deuteronomy 18, 21. It's probably more appropriate. Um, Deuteronomy 18, 21. Bear with me. Deuteronomy 18.21 Okay Actually Enlarge The rest of that Um, Alright Read I'll actually Go back from verse 15 So Deuteronomy 18, verse 15 through to 21. So verse 15, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me, this is Moses speaking, from among you, from your countrymen, brothers and brethren. You shall listen to him. This is according to all that you have asked of the Lord your God at Horeb, Mount Sinai, on the day of the assembly, saying, Let me not hear the voice of the Lord, uh, my Lord, again nor see this great fire any more, so that I will not die. The Lord has said to me, They have spoken well. I will raise up a prophet from among their countrymen like you, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. Verse 19. It shall come about that whomever will not listen to my words, which he shall speak in my name, I myself will require it of him, and there will be consequences. Verse 20. But the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or which he speaks in the name of other gods, that prophet shall die. If you say in your heart, how will we know and recognize the word which the Lord has not spoken? Uh, verse 22, uh, this is the answer. Verse 22, when a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord and the thing does not happen or come true, that is the thing which the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has spoken it presumptuously. You shall not be afraid of him. So, yeah, um, if someone's saying that God said something and it doesn't happen, well, God's not a man that he could lie. And so if it didn't happen, then the person is a liar and they're a false prophet. So, yeah, it's uh, something to uh, reflect on. Um, But in, in terms of prophets of God, Here's some other guidelines for you. Well, firstly, as mentioned, you've got to be in relationship with God. You've got to know his character. You've got to listen to his voice. You've got to read his word and um, abide with him in the secret place. Uh, Get to know him personally, because when you know God personally, you'll be attuned to what he's saying and you'll recognize the spirit of the Antichrist, uh, as mentioned before. But what I'd also say to you is, um, uh, well, given the context and everything we know about God and his word, uh, does the prophecy stack up with scripture and does it stack up with God's character? Um, 
is it does it contain selfish agendas or is it Christ plus anything or is it just Christ? Um, does it have any um, almost occultish type undertones to it? Does the prophet or prophecy promote uh, someone or something um, arguably in competition with God or in, yeah, literally in direct competition with God? Um, is it, yeah, is it consistent with what Christ would say in Scripture or what he has said? Is it about money, ego, power, or any other agenda? Um, you know, so we've we've got to test these spirits and we've got to uh, not, not be children about this um, because many false prophets have gone out into the world and, uh, yeah, we, we have to hear the voice of God and uh, be in relationship with him because... Um, it says that in the last days, um, if it were possible, even the elect, as in people that are in relationship with God, that do know, know his voice, etc., could be deceived. But uh, God is going to um, bring the end of this age uh, to come to pass before, uh, you know, the um, elect could possibly get sucked in. Um you know, so there, there will be false miracles. There will be signs and wonders by the false prophet, by the Antichrist. But it comes back to, okay, is it Christ plus something? What's the agenda? Is it consistent with Scripture? And would God have said that? And, um, yeah, just, just look at the whole thing. Look at the entire context of what's happening and determine whether the person is or isn't a false prophet. Um you know, don't necessarily listen to what they say, but look at what they do, but then, um, you know, reflect on what they've said and stack it up to scripture. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a very interesting topic. Uh, so hopefully that's given you some enthusiasm to get further into this subject because I can't possibly do it justice in the nearly half an hour that uh, I've been doing this podcast, but I'd encourage you to See what the word says about dreams, visions, prophets, and prophecies, uh, and also to to chase after that and say to God, "Well, you know, I'd, I'd like to be used, Lord, um, to have dreams, visions, signs, wonders, prophecies, um, you know, in the context of getting the gospel out to to the unsaved, um, you know, and and yeah, just being part of the solution, not part of the problem." So. Anyway, uh, hopefully that's food for thought. I find it encouraging to get into these things and to understand them a bit more. And I, I, I hope this is uh, having the same effect on you. So, yeah, um, just recognize what's go- going on around you and have your spiritual radar up and uh, be into the word. Get stuck into the word and um, listen to the master's voice and not to the voice of a hireling. So, Be blessed, have a great week, and uh, I'll talk to you next week. Bye for now.